Welcome to another episode of Lock On Lightning, part of the Lock On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? It is Wednesday, middle of the week. Uh, I know for some of you working from home, sometimes it's hard to, especially those who are not working from home, who are unfortunately not working or just, you know, have jobs that may involve sports or whatever the case. I know I have a lot of friends that are working from home right now that are uh, in the sports industry and it is very uneventful right now. Uh, I had a friend joke to me that I say he does not know what day of the week it is sometimes. Uh, unfortunately, that's the sad truth that we are living through right now. And yeah, I'm not trying to start off the show right now in a depressing state at all. Um, we are continuing a uh, little segment we're doing this week. It's uh, some of the best seasons in Lightning history. And due to the lowered frequency of output of shows that I am doing right now, well, this week I'm only doing the top three. But well, I would like to do eventually, would like to do uh, maybe the top five. Maybe do a whole week on it. But right now, since there's not a lot going on, we're just doing the top three. And today we'll be doing the 2014-2015 season in which the Lightning did event eventually make a very good playoff run and they made their second appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about uh, some other things. Uh, I'm not going to really go into a lot just because there's really not a lot going on in the news cycle uh, in terms of the NHL. Of course, there's that little headline you guys been maybe watching about uh, – Gary Bettman uh, announced that when the time comes when the league is, you know, gets the okay from the powers that be to resume play, then they are ready to go. And he said that the players will probably need a couple of weeks or so. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how long of a period that would be. I would assume it's probably four weeks just to get maybe back in a little bit of shape and as well as, you know, getting to, get some practices in with their teams. And I'm sure everyone will be excited when the announcement does come out that the NHL will uh, resume play, whether that be in the regular season or jumping straight to the playoffs. As much as I would like to see them resume the regular season, and I'm sure a lot of people would, especially those fans of those teams that are, whether they're in the, the running or in contention or whatever word you'd like to use for the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'll, I think whatever I spoke on my past shows that whatever decision the NHL comes to, uh, one fan base or several fan bases will be upset. Um, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Uh, you can't make everybody happy, especially when something such as this, a situation like this is going on. Uh, I believe that, you know, they're just going to jump into the playoffs just because I feel from a logical scheduling standpoint that they want to get the season done and over with uh, as soon as possible. So it won't carry in to next year and affect next year's schedule. So that's the way things need to be. Um, I think my one concern though, when the season does resume and I feel like it's going to be a thing and I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to be as surprised when I say this is that, uh, especially if, you know, whether you're a team uh, that's looking for a deep playoff run, like a Lightning fan, of course, um, 
expect a lot of injuries. Uh, you got to remember, granted, yeah, some of these players do have at-home gyms. And, yeah, they of course they've been working out and doing what they need to do to kind of stay in shape. But at the same time, a lot of these guys, you know, don't have home gyms. I'm sure they've been doing at-home workouts. But you got you to gotta look at it from a, you know, just the, the standpoint of, like, these guys are not in really the kind of shape that they were, let's say, a month ago when they were playing. So, and even if the league gives these guys, what, four four weeks to get to get in whatever shape they need to, it's not going to be any way up to the kind of standard to, I guess, once they put their buys through a long playoff run. So expect a lot of players to be, uh, to get hurt or maybe miss a couple of games or so. And yeah, I'm sure as a Lightning fan, it's a little alarming considering us as Lightning fans, we've been dealing with that situation all all season. It seems like um, I said it when Steven Stamkos got hurt and it was announced that he was pretty much out for the season is that it seems like, especially for the Lightning, that once they get one key player back from injury, another one goes down. And unfortunately, that's just been the theme all season. And that's just something that you're going to, any team is going to have to deal with going into the playoffs and making a deep playoff run. Um, but on the other side, what I could say is that other side of that on the positive is that, and a lot of players already said, came out and said this, and I have to agree with them is that when you look at the playoffs, um, you know, especially since all these guys are going to be uh, rested is that, this is probably going to be the best NHL playoffs that we'll ever see just because it's going to be absolutely insane competitive hockey. Not like it already is uh, from years past, but I think that the, like a lot of the players said with the added factor of these guys have been rested and their bodies aren't going to be nearly as beaten up as they normally are. I think that it's going to be, I don't, I don't know what, kind of playoffs it's going to be. I don't know whether it's going to be the kind of more high scoring or just maybe more physical play if that's even possible because NHL playoffs playoffs are absolutely known for intensely physical play. So, I don't know, we're going to have to see what kind of what kind obviously it's going to be a great playoffs regardless, but what kind of playoffs in terms of whether it's going to be more scoring or whatever the case may be, um we're just going to have to wait. Um maybe all the series will go to seven. That'll be pretty incredible. Um, so we'll we'll just see how how things play out. Um, yeah, like I said, where uh, you know I think I've said it on every episode that um, a lot of these, a lot of the things that we're looking forward to, and a lot of the plans that the NHL has are up in the air because there's still really no timetable, and it's really going to have to be a kind of on the fly situation where once they get the okay, I'm sure the second they get okay, they're going to start making phone calls for all the owners, all the front offices, all in, you know, the players are going to start getting phone calls and everyone's going to start scrambling to get things quickly moving as soon as possible. So um, expect when the word goes out that the NHL gets the okay to start playing again, expect things to happen real quick. So, I hope we don't have to wait four weeks. Then again, you have to think about the players. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, I, I didn't even realize, I assumed a lot of them were still in the, in the United States.
United States. Some of them, some of the foreign players flew home. So we'll have to see, you know, how long it takes certain players to get uh, back to the United States and Canada as well. So we'll, I'll update you guys with that, of course, as things go on and as news comes out. Uh, I believe I'll probably do an emergency podcast, emergency episode that day as soon as the news drops. So keep an eye out for that uh, on the Twitter page at LO underscore lightning. Uh, even keep an eye out on my page at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter as well. And we'll update everyone, all lightning fans, of course, as news comes out and things progress. So now before I get into the whole 2014-2015 season, as I'm sure a lot of you will are waiting for me to do uh in the purpose of kind of dragging out this episode a little bit longer just to entertain you guys a little bit um if you follow me on twitter uh and you've been seeing my tweets i don't tweet a lot uh i will tweet maybe once or twice a day maybe once every couple of days especially now with not a lot going on um but the one thing i did tweet out last week and I actually caught a lot of heat from some lightning fans on which is surprising because it's a very beloved show is uh I tweeted out something I believe it was last week yeah it was last week um where I said I promised myself when the quarantine began that I would do a better job kind of diversifying my team uh, my my show my streaming habits whether it was watching more movies or watching you know more shows and all I've done since then has watched The Office on repeat. And I'm sure a lot of people will look at that statement and scratch their heads and wonder, why is that such a bad thing? Well, when, you know, especially with all this free time on our hands, you know, you kind of want to dive into other shows. Um, a lot of people suggest it. You know, a lot of the fans that kind of jumped on my back when when they messaged me saying, you know, how, how are you only watching The Office? There's so many other, there's so many other good things. Not saying that The Office is not, a bad show at all but you know of course they were saying there's all these other good things on netflix hulu all those streaming apps and one of them one of the things that they suggested a lot of them actually suggested and thank you for your suggestions was that joe exotic documentary now here's the thing and maybe this is me just i guess rebelling against everyone as a whole trying to you know jumping on the bandwagon and the whole Joe Exotic thing, I haven't watched one thing of it, and I refuse to, because all the information I've learned, I, f- I feel like I know everything that's already happened just with talking with other people, as well as kind of being curious and going on Wikipedia and looking up the whole story, which is absolutely wild. Um, what I like to do with stuff like that, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is I like to wait until the whole... I guess the hype of it goes down, whether it would, it's with this, this documentary. Um, I also did it when actually the office, uh, ended. I kind of waited until the whole show, whole show ended to really sit down and watch it really for the first time. And maybe it's just because, you know, you kind of get sick of people obsessing over it and stuff. And it's probably part of the reason why I do it, but yeah, the whole Joe Exotic thing. I've learned, I think everything I've learned about it, I've seen people on Twitter tweeting about it. And by the way, shout out to you people who do that, who constantly tweet out about um, whatever whatever show 
it may be that's popular at the time. Uh, you know, saying this part's crazy, that's part crazy, who are basically spoiling it, spoiling it for other people. Here's a little word for me. Knock it off. Okay? Knock it off. Don't do that, please. Because um, then you have people like me who have to wait a year or two. Well, I don't have to wait, but we do it out of, you know, spite. We, we wait because we, we can't stand it. We, we don't want to know about Carol Baskins possibly killing her husband. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, so just stuff like that. Uh, um, you know, there's, I've gotten some other good suggestions and I'm, and I'm still waiting on a lot of you, you know, cause I've heard, I've heard, um, probably I want to say a good number, probably a hundred of you, maybe more. Have, have really chimed in on what um, on what good shows and movies to watch. Um, the one movie I definitely want to watch that I didn't even realize was on Hulu was that movie Parasite. That the, the one, if you don't remember, it was the South Korean movie that was in subtitles that a lot of people had no idea even existed, and then it absolutely stole the show at the Oscars this year. Uh, I probably going to sit down and watch that this weekend, and I'll probably talk about it on Monday. But moving forward, um, that's enough movie talk for now. Um, I guess just to kind of piggyback off that for one last second for my daily movie suggestion, um, I guess this is what we'll do. So you guys can do me a favor because um, I don't want to know the plot. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want you guys to do. Here's a little homework excitement. Uh, assignment for all my Locked On Lightning fans that are willing to do it. And maybe um, what I'll do going forward to kind of entice you guys to be more involved in the show is if you, the more I hear from you, if I see like a fan is constantly reaching out to the show about, you know, stuff that I've said, depending on how I've, you know, if I've said, hey, you know, reach out to us, let us know, blah, blah, blah. And I see that, you know, you're constantly being involved in all of that. I'll have you on the show. We'll talk about the lightning. We'll talk about all, 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 the, all the kind of stuff. Um, and maybe I'll have you on during the playoffs or whatever. We'll Maybe we'll do a fan of the week segment. So here's a little, that's a little, um, I guess, reward you want to call it for you guys. Uh, just to thank you guys. Because like I said, when I start the show, I want you guys to very much be involved. I want to have a lot of interaction with you guys because that's, that's what makes things really fun. Uh, with this so and maybe going forward um, we'll we'll be doing mailbags so keep an eye out for that as well so let's move on oh by the way yeah the homework assignment is watch Parasite and let me know how it is so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, so moving on let's talk about the 2014-2015 season uh, where the Lightning went 50-24-8 and eight with 108 points they were second in the Atlantic Division with uh finishing third in the conference and and when i was going back and you know trying to remember just from memory what i remembered about that season and it was it was just one of those things where like i said on the last episode and maybe it's just unfortunately the lightning being a warm warm weather team and and if you don't know what I'm talking about, is that the the I feel like in the NHL, and this is just the way it is. I feel like a lot of hardcore hockey fans don't really give the warm weather teams the respect they 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 deserve, 
you know, especially when a team like the Lightning, anytime a team puts up 100 plus points in a season, you know, that's a pretty incredible feat. Uh, and the Lightning were once again, you know, first in scoring. They, they, they forced the 262 goals, which is very impressive, of course. And, you know, that's kind of the, the main thing that you see the Lightning uh, doing over these, these, champ, uh, these, you know, these big runs, these good seasons that they've had thus far is that they score a lot of points, you know, and they have this year as well. So, you know, that's the one thing that I guess the Lightning boot could be known for. But to kind of talk about, Go back to my point about the warm weather teams. I feel like they don't get the same respect as you would as maybe a Detroit Red Wings would in terms of, I guess, prestige, of course, because, you know, like the Red Wings, the Canadians, teams like that, of course, have won a ton of Stanley Cups. So I guess that's part of the reason why. And But even like, you know, the, the Los Angeles Kings who have won two Cups, um, you know, I feel like they don't get as much respect in recent years as would a maybe like when the Blackhawks were winning three, I believe, in six years. Uh, it's just one of those things where I guess I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the way the press the media kind of promotes the championships, I guess. I'm not really sure what it is, but I feel like the warm weather teams don't get a lot of respect in terms of, you know, when they play well, like, um, for example, and I'll get into it. I'll, I'll talk about it more as we go along. Um, but just when they, you know, the lightning made that deep playoff run, um, which they ended up going to the Stanley cup finals, uh, is that I feel like, especially when they were facing the president's trophy winner, the New York Rangers. And I said that, on my last episode with whenever a team wins the president trophy, it seems like there's an added weight to that team in terms of everyone expects them to win the Stanley cup finals. But at the same time, history kind of shows that that's not entirely always the case in terms of whoever wins the president trophy. Very rarely in my mind, I could be totally off with this with, in terms of actual number of president's trophy winners going on to win the Stanley Cup Finals, it, you know, it doesn't always equal out. And it maybe that's why you always see when they do award the trophy to these teams that the players never hold them, hold the trophy. And that could be it as well. Um, you know, I what I'll do maybe on, on Friday, uh, for Friday's episode, I'll get that number and I'll actually count year by year. Um, if the president's trophy winners ended up going to win the Stanley Cup finals and like what percentage that is, I'm sure it's probably not crazy, uh, off the top of my head, I'm probably going to say as a little bit of a guess, um, and go ahead guys and gals, of course, if you want to go on, tweet at us at the lockdown lightning Twitter page, what percentage just off the top of your heads of what you think, how many times the president's trophy winners have gone on to win the Stanley Cup finals. I'm very curious what you guys think. Um, I'm going to say 15%, maybe tops. Uh, I could be totally off. It could be completely higher or completely lower. So, uh, I'll get that number to you on Friday. So let's just look at some of the little notes from the season. Steven Stamkos was first in points and goals on the team. Uh, he had 43 goals that year. The thing that really stuck out to me is that he has 72 points, which is very, I don't know. That's, I guess like now in the day of age where you have a lot of players tallying a lot of, you know, a lot of players tallying over a hundred points, I guess, you know, 
it we've kind of gotten comfortable very quickly with that with that uh with something like that that happens and the other thing that kind of stood out to me which was very very strange not very strange but since coming from the team that's led the league in goals he was the only player on the lightning that year to score over 30 point uh 30 goals which was very very insane if you think about it which means though a lot of players were contributing so that's good to see you know it wasn't just maybe a handful of uh players or guys you know contributing it was pretty much the whole team uh so they weren't as dominant as you could say as they maybe were uh from the last team that i spoke about on monday's episode uh they were their longest win streak was six where their longest uh losing streak was two um in terms of goals goal differential per period it wasn't really that lopsided as it was uh i remember in the last episode if you remember the last episode and if you haven't listened to it yet go ahead and listen um had a lot of fun doing it it was a great episode thus far um where we spoke about the 2017-2018 team uh in which they scored 113 points that year only to lose in the conference finals to uh the boston bruins so yeah um it's just one of those things where it was very strange um but moving on to the playoffs so one thing i found out that was pretty cool about this and i guess you could you know hang your hat on in a way i mean it's not really something that they they accomplish themselves but it's kind of if you're especially if you're a hockey geek like i am this is a pretty cool stat especially for the team that you you know you go out rooting for is tampa was the first team in the nhl history to face an original six team in every round of the playoffs in the same year so that means in the first round they faced detroit they in the second round they went off against montreal Third round in the conference finals, they faced the New York Rangers, the President's Trophy winners. And then in the Stanley Cup finals, they faced Chicago Blackhawks. So, yeah, all f- original six teams. Um, when I think about, you know, I don't really remember a lot of those games. I do remember that, of course, the conference finals games as well as the Stanley Cup finals games, of course, Um off the top of my head, when I think of that playoff run, I think of Tyler Johnson and Ben Bishop. I feel like, for me, maybe I'm not the only fan, but I feel like that was Tyler Johnson's coming out party. Uh, he absolutely played his his butt off in that entire playoff run. Uh, through the 26 games he played, he had 13 goals and 23 points, which is absolutely insane. Um, and Ben Ben Bishop played absolutely incredible, too. I, I felt like you know, a lot of people did know about Ben Bishop, but not a lot of people realized how good he was and how high his ceiling was as well. And so I guess that that introduced a lot of hockey fans who, you know, didn't really follow the lightning as close um, to how good Ben Bishop was. Um, he was 13-11 with a 9-2-1 uh, save percentage, which uh, was third in the playoffs that year as well as he had a 2.18 uh, goals against the average, which was third. Um, but the thing that really stuck out to me and showed that he really put that team on his back was he had three shutouts, which led the entire playoffs. And I believe the closest, the the second goalie behind him, I think was maybe Henrik Lundqvist that had one shutout. Um, and then obviously a bunch of other goalies that had maybe one shutout. 
Uh, not a lot of shutouts from goalies in that playoffs, which obviously you have to expect. You know, there's a lot of scoring. It's really hard to shut out, uh, get a shutout in the playoffs, let alone three. So that just showed you how well he was. But so anyway, let's just fast forward to the conference finals and then just talk a little bit in depth about maybe the, the Stanley Cup finals and then we'll end the show right there. So like I said before, was that it seemed like the story uh, oftentimes is about, you know, the obviously when the in the playoffs, the original six teams are going to get the most hype, of course, because in a nutshell, in a perfect world, and I'm sure for marketing pers- purposes at this time, I remember a lot of people were rooting for the Rangers because it looked like the, the Rangers were going to make another run to the pl- uh, cup finals as they did the year before. Um, so, of course, they were the favorite against the Lightning. And, I, you know, from to me at least, the Lightning beating the New York Rangers at the time was a huge upset. And I think the league really was wanted to see the, 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 the Rangers in the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup Finals because that would have been just for them to have two original six teams playing against each other on the biggest stage the National Hockey League is, I guess, a marketing dream for them, and I'm sure they would have gotten a lot more fans, you know, to watch those games. But unfortunately, Lightning played spoilers, which, of course, us Lightning fans would love to see, and they ended up winning that series 4-3, a very hard-fought series, um, with Tyler Johnson, of course, leading the charge. And, of course, at that point, with the Red Wings being back in the Eastern Conference, uh, which, you know, I don't care what anybody says, I think the Red Wings, to me, will always be a Western Conference team. But with the Blackhawks being the only Western Conference original six team, you know, of course, the league would have loved to have seen two original six teams. And it's going to be a very long time probably before they see two original six teams play in the finals, especially with how, you know, unfortunately, the the Chicago Blackhawks at that point were, you know, now aren't exactly one of the best teams anymore. So, well, you know, it'll be some time, of course. So. Like I said, though, with you know how well this Lightning team was playing, it seemed like the favorites were always the original six teams. Like a lot of people were pulling for the Rangers, and then of course, you know the Lightning. I think that if it was any other team, they probably would have ended up winning this this series. Uh, just with the way they were playing, with you know a lot of guys, not just Tyler Johnson, but a lot of the other players contributing as well as how hot Ben Bishop was at that point. But they ran, they had the misfortune of running into um, the Chicago Blackhawks when they were going through, I guess you could say their mini dynasty. I believe this was their last, their third Stanley cup final win in that, in that span. So yeah, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't, you can't fight fate. It's one of those things where, yeah, like, unfortunately that the, the Chicago Blackhawks were on a run, one of the best runs during the decade that, you know, we probably won't see in a while. The only other team that matched that in the National Hockey League was the Pittsburgh Penguins, I believe. So, but I rank this as my second all-time season in Lightning history, just because of, of course, you know, they, even though they finished second in the division, third in the conference, they still made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And that's no small feat, of course, as whereas in the last, my last episode, they only made it to the conference finals. 
So yeah, and that's it for today's episode, of course. On Friday, I'll be discussing the 2004 season in which they ended up hoisting their first cup against the Calgary Flames. If you want to prep yourself for that episode, go back. I believe it was to maybe last week. Um, I finished it up uh, maybe two weeks ago. Go to go ahead. I recap the every game of this 2004 Stanley Cup Finals in which the Tam- your Tampa Bay Lightning faced off against the Calgary Flames in their first ever Stanley Cup Finals appearance in which they ended up winning in Game 7 to take home the Cup. So go ahead, take a look at that. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. If you want, all the games are on U- YouTube. I believe all of them except for Game 1 are in English. Game 1 is in Russian for some strange reason. I mean, I... I tried. I don't know if you could find the full game in English online. There's only probably little snippets of it. So it's up to you. If you want to watch game one, um, go ahead. It, you, you're not really going to miss much. There wasn't really, um, I mean, yeah, I think it was like a 4-1 game or something, but it wasn't really like a crazy back-and-forth hockey game. Just a lot of hard hitting, of course. But if you want to watch that, if you want to kind of binge watch the whole series before Friday's episode, go ahead. Uh, be my guest, of course. So that's it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tinker. Have a great one. I'll be back on Friday to talk to you.